Okay. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Bite Podcast with Raven and Ree. I'm your host, Raven. I'm your host, Ree. Welcome. If you are new here, I mean, yeah, just in case you didn't know who we are, but we've gotten um, like a little surge of new followers and uh, new listeners. So welcome here. For those of you that have been here. Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome back. We've been really terrible with our recording schedule. Part of it is because this is a, I think we said this, the last episode was, this is like the first year that we're like doing a podcast while I'm like actively in school because last year we were like in COVID, you know? So, oh, I think you were frozen for a little bit, but I think we're fine. There we go. Um, But yeah, so this is like the first year. So trying to navigate throughout that is very interesting but actually this the reason that this podcast is late is not because you like a scheduling issue well yes it was a scheduling issue but it was for a twilight related scheduling issue um so for those of you that don't know um we are friends with samantha rose baldwin of uh also known as um just bella swan on instagram she is like well, I don't want to say she's the official Bella cosplayer, but to me, in my mind, she's the official Bella cosplayer. Yeah. She's just, like, amazing. And she, like, looks... She's, like, to me, she's, like, the official Twilight cosplayer because she has done she's every... Like, yeah, she's done everyone I can imagine in the Twilight saga. Like, she's just amazing. Um, And she hosted a fake wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but... uh not just like you know a fake wedding for funsies but it was like a replica of the um the edward and bella wedding and it looked you know it looked just like it i saw the videos and pictures i was like that's the movie set right there no it was literally crazy i if you guys want to go see more of that you can go look on my tiktok at raven and woods i posted like a little I posted like one clip. Um, I think our, our friend Amir has like a longer version of it. Um, Cause I was, everyone was making TikToks and I was like, y'all, I didn't even record for a TikTok. So I just did like the two clips that I had did. And it was just like POV, you're at Bella and Edward's wedding. And then, uh, but Mayor made a, a little bit of a longer video, which got like over eight, like 8 million views or something crazy like that. Yeah, I saw it when it hit like, a million likes and I didn't even realize it was Mare's video at first I was like holy shit yeah it, it like literally went crazy so maybe if you maybe you've seen that on um on TikTok but yeah that is the the wedding I was at and it was like amazing and um the wedding was great uh you know they it was obviously a wedding for content for the creators so you know um they took their pictures. We, you know, they did a couple of runs, but it was so beautiful because the first time that they did a run through, they did it like it was an actual wedding. You know, they didn't say like, okay, guys, we're going to begin. You know, they kind of just like did it like a real wedding. And it was like really crazy and surreal. And uh, Meg, who who also is a cosplayer, she was she was cosplaying one of the someone from the Denali coven. I think Irina oh. I think she was I think she was cosplaying Irina um 
she was sobbing after that first run through and it was just like oh it was so I love Meg yeah it was so amazing like it was literally so surreal and then just seeing Sam in the beautiful dress and it was like the literally like a handmade replica dress of Bella's dress it was if you guys want to go see more pictures you can always go to at just Bella Swan on Instagram and she's posting stuff she's also going to post you know like the actual like video that they're recording because they did record like a I guess like basically like a scene by scene of of like what they filmed and it was crazy uh it was really cold it I was, can imagine yeah it was very cold it was probably that day was probably like high 40s low 50s maybe mid low to mid 50s at like you know so it wasn't too terrible and it kind of after a while you were kind of used to it um so the that part wasn't too terrible except for like some of the other I had like leggings under my dress and I but I was wearing um like oh like sandals and then I had like nothing up here so like I was a little cold but my feet were like the worst and then it started to rain a little bit but towards Ooh. the end and that's when it got really cold and we were like okay so they let us go and i think we had like two hours for the reception so we kind of just hung out chilled and kind of like just did that um for those two hours and we went to the reception and by the night time it had got so windy and so cold that the tent that they had set up actually was like falling over because of how windy it was Oh, gosh. So, yeah, so they had to kind of improvise and move everything inside for the reception. Um, and they still recorded and got got what they needed. So, um, it, it, yeah, it didn't go exactly, I guess, how they planned it. But, um, I mean, it got done and we ate food and it was great. And, and that's good. And then we spent all day Sunday just in Forks, uh, which was you know, it's forks. It's just like a great time, you know, like, yeah, we, uh, it was Kristen, our friend Kristen, that was her first time going there. Um, and so we, she wanted to do the touristy thing. So we went to the sign and, oh, we went to one sign. I'm trying no, first we went to La Push because over there, the sun sets at like 4 30 PM. So oh, we yeah, were- well, because of time change. Yeah, so I know uh, right now the time changed, but I guess on a normal, it was like setting at like six, almost six-ish, right? Kind of over there. Yeah, I remember back in September, sunset was like six thirty, seven o'clock. Yeah, and so when I, right now it's like 4.30. And so we were like, well, we wanted to take her to the push before anything so that you know she could see that and on the way back we were going to stop at the sign going into forks from la push and then go to the visitor center so we went down to the push super cold like like the water and the wind just made it worse and (laughs) so we were like let's just be here take our pictures and like we gotta go because it was cold we stopped at the treaty line and did like all that stuff and took tons of cute pictures um at so we like stopped at the tree line and it was raining like actively raining so we're like soaked it wasn't that cold when we were like just there like at the treaty line but when you got down to the push 
it was like the yeah the wind made it colder and you know that was that was I mean but it was just so beautiful it was like so pretty I just like loved it so much after that we went um to the sign and then it started pouring rain so we like got down and we went and took our pictures like really quickly got back in the car and we were like well you know what there's another sign by the visitor center we can go inside to that little gift shop that they have kind of like look in there and then take pictures with the truck so we got there and you were like okay let's go inside so we can kind of like chill out not be outside for too long was it close no, we went. We, we oh, were there. Okay. I was know? like, oh, but hate this is close. this is the worst part. Was that we thought last time, Mayor Emily and I didn't get to do the nature trail or that trail that's by the visitor center, and so oh, yeah. we were like, we were like, let's do the trail right now. So we start walking on the trail, and it's cold, but it's also raining. And walking on the trail is not the best idea when it's raining because several parts of the trail were flooded. Oh, like, no. And you know what? I think... I know what like- you're talking about because Kenzie Jazz and I went to that... Well, Kenzie Jazz, Crystal and I, we went to that trail and we're like just in the beginning part. So I know what you're talking about. Oh, well, we did the whole trail. Using the whole trail. We did the oh, whole trail. God. We did it. We did not. I don't know why. Like we walked, we were walking, you know, and the floor was a little muddy. It was like, okay, well, I think we'll go. And then we walk a little further and it's like, oh, it was flooded. And it's like, God, we can just go around it. So we went around it and we just kept pushing through. And so we walked the whole trail. There was a lot of times where we could get around the water, but towards the end there, there was we could not so we were like walking in like like ankle like a little bit above our ankle deep water and it was raining so we're soaking wet there goes and your shoes yeah our shoes were ruined like lo- i think the only one whose shoes were not ruined were was emily because she was wearing like kind of like boots mm. and and it was just it was we were soaking wet by the end of it but it was lots of fun it was like you know like an experience I would love I can't wait to go back and do the trail when it's not raining <laughs> I mean if you have fun then that's what matters the no, clothes yeah, it was, the shoes those are replaceable yeah it was it was a great time and it was just I think at some point Kristen took her shoes off and was oh. like I don't know she thought it would be better but then it was I don't think it was so she I don't know but I mean, the, the trail is only 0.4 miles long. Um, like, so it's not even like half a mile, but it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a nice, it was great. I, um, and then we, we went back to the car and then I think we took pictures in front of the trucks at that point, um, still soaking wet and, you know just we were like oh well like we're already we're already wet there's no it doesn't matter and we went back to the who cares yeah we went back to the airbnb and i think what do we do after that um i think that was it i think that's all we did and then we went back to the airbnb and kind of like hung out we got ready in our voltory stuff because we wanted to like make videos and take pictures and and we just kind of like hung out the rest of the day. We went to that pizza place. 
Um, so yeah, it was it was lots of fun. So that was like a big reason why. Well, that was why we didn't record the last time we were supposed to, was because I was uh in Forks living my life. That's a great excuse to not record, is if you're in Forks. <laughs> yeah, it is. It um. It was just, I just love it there so much. I can't wait to go back. I think we're, I know I'm going to go stay at the Bella Swan house in June. So You guys got it booked? Emily did. I was all like, um, last time I saw that place was booked for the whole next year. Yeah. Um, Emily, Emily, uh, oh, dog, dog's incoming. So if my, if they're here, um, oh no. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> um yeah, Emily Emily booked it and then and then they had space for two more people and they invited me and Carlos. So we're going in June. I think they have it for like a whole week or something like that. Something crazy. That's nice. So we're gonna go see the Cullen house, hopefully. <laughs> There's no cones. Keep the cones there. <laughs> I know. But I think it's down. So update on the Cullen house. I think. The cone is not there. There's just a sign not to trespass onto their driveway. Yeah, I thought I saw the other day a like a TikTok of someone who was up who was like in front of the house and like they were at the end of the driveway taking a video. So I was like, um, I didn't see no cone. Yeah, I think the cone is no more, which is sad because I really wanted to take a picture with the cone. <laughs> but take I it guess. with the cone sticker <laughs> i know that's what that's what i wanted to do but i i don't think it's possible anymore to do that if the cone is not there but um let's see twilight related news taylor lautner is engaged taylor's engaged Kristen's, Kristen's engaged. engaged yeah People think Robert's engaged, but honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if him and Suki secretly eloped. He would be the person to do it. Yeah, I don't see him doing something huge, like like a huge engagement. Uh, I also see him as the type of person who, like, maybe wouldn't get married. Like, they would just be, like, lifelong partners, you know? Yeah, I can see that, too. Because it's just, I, I feel like Rob, like, you know, that's get, that gives me very, like, Rob energy. It's either, like, secretly have a wedding or, like, don't get married at all. I think it's, like, what Rob, yeah. you know, those are, like, his two vibes. Just, like, super chaotic, like, don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, we have two. I mean, Jackson's married and, 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 um... Oh my God! Kellen is married. Ashley's Peter's married. engaged. Peter's engaged. Nikki's married. Nikki's Elizabeth married. is living her best single life, from what I know. Love that for her. That's so. So, guys, uh, the the chances on on trying to book a <laughs> book a colon, uh, you have Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. I would like Miss to think Peter. that the one. I would like to think the ones that are engaged are off market officially. Yeah. I'm so. happy for them though. I'm happy for Taylor and Kristen. But the thing is, so like Taylor's fiance is also named Taylor. So they're both gonna be Taylor Lautner. Just like it, like how when him and Taylor Swift were dating, they would oh, both yeah. be they would both have would have been Taylor Lautner. That's so weird that he dated someone who was like also 
Taylor. I actually forget, okay, because like, <laughs> I forget that the Taylor, like, Taylor dated Taylor Swift. I, like, when I think of Taylor Swift's exes, I think of, you know, like, Harry and Jake and Tom. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think of Taylor. <laughs> I don't. I think, I think it's because it was so, ra- it, to me, it was, like, really random. I just remember them in Valentine's Day. That I one love scene. that movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, that one scene of them. And I was like, wait a damn minute. Yeah. And you know what? I was thinking too, like, I miss having Taylor Lautner in movies. I wonder if he's like retired, like if he's like unofficially retired or what is going on. Yeah. Because I mean, the last thing he did was Scream Queens. And that was a show from what mm-hmm. I know. But I, I think... um. I wonder if he's like given up or like what he I know he I think he owns a winery or like a or something like that like I think I I've read, I read that somewhere yeah oh, Lord. oh the other thing I want to talk about before we get into our topic for today are we talking about Jessica or fem or the feminism in Twilight um I think we should go with feminism yeah i we think so too on, we can we can touch on jessica in that topic we can get more into her character probably in another episode yeah so we all knew we i think we had an episode where we talked about this about the new twilight book covers yeah so we did we did talk about we just talked about how stephanie meyer for like some kind of anniversary or something whatever decided to there was something it was something it was like the anniversary of something it was this year right it was this year it was like not too long ago like two months ago i think or three two or three months ago it was before was it before ftf no it was after yeah it was before because i remember i was in the group chat when i think riley sent the picture or was it you who sent the pictures? I, I I remember one of you guys sent the picture. And that's how. Yeah. So I think it was before FTF then. Um, yeah. FTF. Yeah. Stephanie Meyer released books. I don't know for what. It had to. There, there had to have been some kind of. Unless she just like. just is, If she's just dropping stuff now. Without any significance. Then she's going yeah. on. a. I think she's going on a bender or something. But yeah. Homegirl decided to just drop the paperbacks with new covers. And she also, I thought, I saw it that because she, they were dropping Midnight Sun in that paperback, they were also going to make a white cover Midnight Sun with yes. the thing. And so like, that, is, that, is, that is what I wanted to talk about because I saw that she is now releasing a box set of the of the books. But I think it has every book in it. Where's my phone? That actually makes me angry because I got my white set on sale and I was debating on getting it because I was like, wait a minute, I want to maybe just maybe she'll come out with Midnight Sun in white. But then I was like, nah, she ain't gonna do it. See, I don't but know if it, I don't know if it's in white, but I do know that it is a box set. Where is my phone? Oh my goodness. Because that's where I have the pictures of it. And I took a screenshot. Oh, here it is. Okay. Okay. 
let me find this because I could have sworn that I saw it and I was like, am I going crazy? Yeah, yeah, for Mom? You froze for a sec, but now I see you. Okay, okay. What would fickle? Where did I freaking see it? Because I could have sworn I saw it. And it was like, um, found, like a box. Oh, well. Well, I found this one from August 10th on Books a Million. But that but, one's just a regular box set. I don't know where I saw it. And I don't think I have the screenshot, but I did see it. I'm not, um, in case anyone's like, she's such a liar. No, I promise I saw it. <laughs> I saw that she was she was releasing the uh, the box set with the books. I don't know if it was like how the white box set is like with um with all the four and then Brie Tanner and Minnesota yeah. or if it's just that. But and I but the design on the box set was going to be the new design. See, I want see if it was coming in white. I want to have Midnight Sun in white but not with that book cover <laughs> i yeah. don't like the new one let me see midnight sun maybe little brown look at little brown the publishing yeah let me go No, I don't know where I saw it. Maybe it was on Facebook or something. You know what I think it was in? I think it was in one of the shit posting groups I'm on on Facebook. And I think they posted it. So I don't know if they like took a screenshot, but I can't find it right now. Dang. Dang. But anyways, the, I think that I'm pretty sure that is coming. So on your doing a box set. So yeah. So just in case you guys don't have a box set and if you're a fan of the new covers, that's yeah. happening. I in mean case. the box like box sets are generally if you're looking, if you're interested in the series, if you're that person who like, you know, knows you like the series, but doesn't have like, you know, the books, then box sets are definitely better because you can, they're kind of cheaper, especially mm -hmm. if they're say, say like you get a box set, say it's like seven books and it's a $50 box set, then it's like, you know, most books good, are like yeah. 10 bucks a piece. Yeah. yeah. But if you're someone who like, you know, you haven't read the series and you don't know who you like it, Maybe just get the first book first. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I um, I'm a fan of box sets. If yeah, if it's like your first, like if you like know that you're gonna like really like if it's something that you like. But like personally, for me, I just like collecting any Twilight book. Like, like my mom yeah. went to the thrift store today and she found Breaking Down and Eclipse. The Eclipse had no cover, 
but Breaking Dawn did. And I was like, can I have them? And she was like, you literally have like five. Why do you <laughs> like, she was like, you have five of each cop. Why do you need them? And I'm like, I just like collecting the books. Cause sometimes like you find people's like notes in them or you find like a bookmark or you like, and it's just like, I don't know. It's just like so personal, I think. Yeah. Just to collect them. <laughs> I had already got it, like, you know, I had already did the movie covers and I had the movie cover Breaking Dawn in the part one movie cover and I was like done with it. But then I went to another Second and Charles and I found that's Breaking Dawn, but with the part two movie cover, which I heard they don't make a lot, they don't have a lot of. So I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I got to grab it. Yeah, I have all four. I don't know. I don't I don't know if my breaking which movie cover my Breaking Dawn is. I'd have to check, but I have all of them and I need a new shelf already (laughs) yeah I I have three different areas of just twilight books because my bookshelf I like decided to not put them on my bookshelf I was like okay we're just gonna make three little shrines yeah that's basically what I have to do but um okay guys our topic today is going to be about the, the well like the women in twilight like the feminism just Stephanie Meyer and her in her Stephanie Meyer ways. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just gonna basically give our thoughts, opinions, and dissect why all the women in Twilight have horrible backstories and why most of them. <laughs> yeah, like damn it, we, it froze. Yeah, you froze a little bit. Okay, can you hear me? Yes. There you go. Okay, now I can see you. Yeah, you're good. I don't know where it cut me off at. Uh, you were saying a deep dive into why all the women in Twilight and then continue. Why they have tragic, horrible backstories and why all of them are written to be, most of them are written to be bitches. <laughs> yeah basically yeah like, we're gonna, we're not if, they're, that. if they're not given terrible backstories then they're like then they're Horrible. like bitches yeah basically and if they're <laughs> like if they're not bitches then they have like a terrible backstory or they're both like it's like, they're, like, Le- like leah and rosalie are both yeah and, Jane. <laughs> and victoria because like you know and yeah. you're like she just the women of Twilight were done dirty and they deserve just justice. I think and it's like and it's like, did Stephanie write them on purpose like this, or was it internalized misogyny? Yeah. And and I think that's always something that like I've questioned about certain like there are certain things that people judge Twilight for, like like the um Jasper being the Confederate soldier you know where I where I try to think okay is she doing this for like historical accuracy you probably not (laughs) but part of you wonders like what was like her thinking behind this like were there just like no thoughts and it was just like (laughs) like I would just love to have been like a like a what was she thinking yeah like what like I want to be the little like voice in her head when she's writing Twilight. Like, what did you think you're doing? Yeah, because because like I guess if you're gonna make Jasper from the South, 
a historically accurate thing would be that someone who was his age from where he would be would likely be a confederate soldier but then you take it to the next step and say that he lied so that he could be in the confederacy so it's like why not just stop it at like why not just stop it at you know he was from the south and was a confederate soldier she could even she could even made jasper like a hero or like you know give him this like hero and said that he was in the confederate soldier but didn't agree with MIA like all and like with when he was MIA that's when he met Maria like all these like they could have like she could have really knelt that in like he's really like like this social justice warrior kind of character rather than like he's a racist (laughs) she made him proud of where he did and it's like sis yeah and then and but then also this is somehow turned into just like a jasper thing but uh <laughs> but but then she gets she gets jasper and she makes him this person whose superpower is to feel and control emotions so to me someone who can feel and can control emotions is not someone who would lie about their age to join the confederate army who is pro slavery yeah because if they were feeling the emotions and were very into with emotions, could they not see that uh, that was bad for the people involved? Like, um, I mean, I, I, I knew Twilight had a lot of inconsistencies, and I know it was Stephanie Meyer's first work, but God, I mean, she could have literally found a what? What do they call um? Like, if only she had beta readers from, like, a whole bunch of different, like, backgrounds. Yeah, so we have, in drama, whenever we are doing a show, we have, like, dramaturgies, and their job is to, like, do the background and, like, make connect, like, historical background, things like that. She needed someone like that who could, like, proofread and just be like, okay, like, someone who's, like, really into, like, lore or, like, you know, like, world making, like, she really needs to, like, consult with someone to help with this like someone who would have sat down and read it and analyzed and asked all the questions but if you think about it stephanie meyer messed herself up when she went and decided to do the illustrated guide she really did that's where we get a lot of our bullshit from because the problem with twilight which we've said is it's very vague it doesn't it leaves a lot to question so then I think the yeah. illustrated guide really she where she really kind of messed up. She could have just like didn't done an illustrated guide, but like, you know, maybe not maybe on some of the background characters instead. Or I don't know. Yeah. Or she, she she had time to get her shit right for the illustrated guide and she didn't. Yeah. And I mean, it's like she kind of just didn't understand her own lore that she created. Which yeah. I mean is understandable because this was her first ever like thing. She wasn't, she didn't expect to write a book series and that it was going to get well received and all that. But it's like, maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she just continued reading, doing it and didn't really look back on her previous, like when she started writing the series and then the illustrated guy, she really should have re read 
Twilight so she could remember what else she said. Yeah, like, okay, so the way that I think about it is that, like, the illustrative guide should have been something that is written before the book. Like, maybe not all of it, but there sh- that should have been, like, something similar to, like, what we have written down for ours is, yeah. I guess that is our illustrative guide. Yeah, it's our outline. It's the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> it's like our, like, exactly. And so it's like, that should have been something before. And I wonder if she even had something like that. Probably not. Nah. I think she said in an interview, like as soon as she woke up, she wrote down the meadow scene that she remembered. And then it's like, then she wrote the end of the book and then she wrote the beginning. So she didn't even like comprehend it. She just kept going what was off the top of her head. And I'm yeah. like, okay, but. Which, which leads us to probably a lot of our issues with, you know, about the, the women in Twilight is, if you look at if you look at any of them, any woman in Twilight or female character, they all have either very tragic backstories, either as to how they were raised or even like how they were turned. Or they're also portrayed as these like as like bitches or like they're they're evil. Like the only person who's not really portrayed as, you know, evil, like in the women is like um, uh, Esme um or Alice you know Angela but they also like Angela is one of the characters that probably has like the least kind of like terrible backstory and like isn't made out to be this like complete bitch you know she's like a friend but then she also does make her like really shy and quiet and timid and like doesn't speak up for herself and stuff like that which is okay because that's like an accurate representation of like a high school student like that's okay yeah so that one's not too terrible you know but then on the other hand for someone who like is not also portrayed as a bitch is alice you know alice even though she's not portrayed she's actually portrayed as a friend as someone who's very caring very loving she has a terrible backstory yeah First of all, I think she was born and raised in Mississippi. Yeah, Biloxi. First of all, what in the racist? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, I love Alice, but at the same time, I know damn well if she was that she was born in the 1900s in Biloxi, Mississippi, that she was racist. And I mean... I understand now kind of a little bit why Stephanie Meyer would be against Catherine Hardwick trying to portray Alice as Asian because she's supposed to be in Biloxi, Mississippi in the 1900s. And, you know, damn well, there were no Asian people around them. Yeah, At least I don't think so. And if they were, they would not be treated good. Yeah, no. I mean, I I guess like that would have gone better with her, maybe her story then uh basically alice's backstory is that she was while she was growing up you know she always had premonitions and but people thought she was crazy for these premonitions and they put her in a mental hospital uh because she was having like these premonitions that someone was stalking her or like she was being like followed or chased which she was by james this fucking asshole yeah (laughs) like i don't I don't, I don't yeah. get this 
I don't get his deal, but homie just doesn't rest for one day. <laughs> no, he's just like always on the go. He's like, oh, there's a girl gonna gonna hunt her. Basically, that's what. Yeah. James, I mean, he's a hunter, right? But like, it's still like, come on, give it a break, okay? Yeah. And it's like Alice had a premonition of her mother being killed, and she saw that the man who killed her mother was hired by her dad. And then so it's like her dad is the one that put her in the mental asylum. So then. Yeah. So she's in the mental asylum. Also, like in the dark, I know we get that from Midnight Sun that the reason that Alice could not remember a lot of her, like, her transition and stuff like that or not her transition but like her, her life, human life her human life yes. is because she was in the dark in the mental asylum and which, when she underwent electroshock therapy yeah and so so that's sad like what the heck okay that's like horrible <laughs> that's terrible and you know, uh, like- my, I don't know if it's can. I don't think it's true, but my favorite headcanon about Alice after she wakes up from being turned is that she did, you know, feed on humans once she, you know, was turned and broke free and that the first people she accidentally fed on, not without re- realizing it, was her father and his mistress. I don't think I remember. I don't, I don't remember that, but that would have been. A head, it was a headcanon that I saw on Tumblr and that's like my favorite headcanon because I was like, yes revenge yeah and yeah so basically alice was um was there was a i think like a a guy at the asylum who was a vampire and was protective of her and knew that she was being chased and hunted down by this guy and it and this guy's power was to control time he had a super i uh i remember seeing you remember, you remember the storytellers? They did like the 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 clip. Oh. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so he slowed time down or did something to give her time to change into a vampire. And that's and a badass, that's a badass superhero. Power. Literally, yeah. And I I'm pretty sure he was killed by James. Yeah, James killed him out of um anger for denying Alice's yeah. blood and then Alice was a vampire and then she's portrayed as this lovely person you know maybe a little bit of a pushover yeah, Alice is kind of manipulative she like pressures Bella into things that Bella is like obviously not comfortable with yeah so I mean I love Alice but I will be the first person to say she's kind of manipulative yeah she is but I think that people look past that for Alice, you know? Yeah. And so then you get, you know, Esme also portrayed as this like lovely person. Um, maybe like two. I mean, maybe her, I'm like her downfalls, maybe like she's too lovely. I don't know. Like she she's she doesn't really play very like- trusting. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, but then it's also like that's she has a very big maternal instinct. So it's kind of understandable. I do think that one, I think one thing that Esme is like conned for is how she was kind of okay with Bella. I mean, I mean, with Edward killing Bella if it meant her family was safe. But 
but then it's also like she wanted Edward to be happy and if like if Edward was happy with Bella then she was number one support yeah well and then she has like an awesome like tragic backstory basically (sighs) she was like she had a uh she had a stillbirth and uh she was her baby her baby survived he died three days later from a yeah 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 yeah. I always yeah yeah so her baby died three days later but also she had like a very abusive she was in a very abusive relationship a marriage um and then she, she had a baby gave birth her baby died three days later and she jumped off a cliff yeah, to, unalive. to commit suicide. Yeah, to unalive herself. Yeah, and then Carlisle found her in the morgue because they thought she was dead, but then he heard the faint heartbeat and he changed her. And he had recognized her because he had helped her with a broken leg like when she was 16. Because yeah. Esme, Esme is physically the oldest because she was physically 26. Mm-hmm. But... um yeah sorry i had a I, sorry i'm like in charge of getting tickets for spider-man no way home when they drop tonight mm-hmm. and my friend just texted me about it so no you're fine yeah. um but yeah so so and then so it's just terrible backstory i'm trying to think of you know rosalie also has a very bad backstory but then rosalie just gets put like punched like over and over like she is like just hit from all angles of this yeah like we stephanie meyer hates women (laughs) it's like i true like of all because i wrote i wrote down all of the women i could think of that i mean we know context of their backstory because you know there's people like renata and corinne of the voltori who we don't really know much about and we don't know a lot about carmen but one thing about the but I like wrote down all the women I could think of that we know some context of, or we have an understanding of how poorly they're portrayed. And five of them that I have written down have backstories that have abuse in them. <laughs> That's a big number for the amount of women in the like Twilight universe. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I, I guess maybe the some of the side characters aren't like super developed, but like, are those the women that aren't going to have terrible back? <laughs> tragic backstories exactly i mean we don't know much about kate tanya and arena but we don't know their backstories but from just like the way bella talked about them and then with the illustrated guy them the kind of the way edward described them and how they they kind of were portrayed as slut shamed because they were known as succubuses who preyed on men yeah and they were also also like they were I think the way that they were portrayed also in the books, like the vibe that I got is that they are very like snobby, you know, yeah. like nose in the air. They portrayed like, them better in the movie. Yeah, for sure. But in, in the books, it's very like, like not good. Also, the, the same thing for Chauvin is that she's oh, yeah. portrayed as this like, well, she first of all, she's like our plus size queen in the saga. um, Very voluptuous lady. Love her. Love her. But she's also portrayed as this like this person who is like judging yeah, Carlisle and cunning and you know so it's just like I just don't I don't get it with the with, like with I don't get it yeah. I don't I don't understand what yeah, Stephanie Meyer 
and you got Lauren and Jessica, the humans of the bunch who are portrayed as je- like that they're jealous and mean, and it's just like anyone who wasn't. It's like the people who liked Bella, you know, they had maybe some flaws, but most of them, most of the women were written to like not like Bella, and I'm like, what? Yeah basically you know what maybe it is maybe okay so we're gonna think of bella as a self-insert character which is what i think stephanie meyer intended basically maybe you know, if i if, i just gotta say if she hadn't written twilight and this was a fanfic i would have thought this was self-insert with gerard way yeah honestly but so so that my my next point is that we all know that Bella is written to be, you know, like, you know, very clumsy. And, you know, Bella has her own thing. We also, in our previous episode, the Renee episode, we talked about how Bella also, in, at first glance, doesn't have a tragic backstory. Like, but really, she does. Because Renee sucks. And, yeah. and, you know, she has anxiety and depression and all these other... And abandonment and all these things, right? But if I'm, I'm curious that if she is a self-insert character, if maybe these are just Stephanie's experiences. Yeah, I, I actually wouldn't be surprised. Like maybe, maybe, um, like she just, you know, well, growing up, she was this awkward, clumsy girl. Well, I don't know anything about her par- parental situation. I don't want to speculate, but maybe there's some truth to it, possibly, you know, like hidden a little bit. But I think she loves her mom. I think her mom, she loves her mom because she like dedicated son for her mom. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe not there, but like, okay. But then also, um, like maybe just growing up, she got along with guys more and girls didn't like her a lot or something, you know? That's a thing. So maybe she just, so maybe she just kind of took that teenage experience and kind of just transferred it to Bella. Like she's like the new kid in school. All the boys like her, but like none of the girls, the girls don't like her because, and, and that's a very teenage thing, right? Like yeah. for there to be that, at least for the human, like the human aspect of it. Now we we know Rosalie is portrayed as this like like terrible person like that she hates Bella she you know Rosalie doesn't this character doesn't really turn around until like the baby yeah until Renesmee yeah I mean in Eclipse after she shared her story in Eclipse with Bella there was more of like an understanding between the two of why um Rosalie doesn't like her Mm -hmm. but it was yeah it wasn't until Renesmee that Rosalie actually kind of like her and Bella became friends yeah because at that point it's like she can't really be mad because it already happened you know like and they're yeah and they're married and like and they're married and and then at the same time also like Rosalie when when Rosalie everyone sees Rosalie's a bitch but like her downfall is that she just wanted her family to like be safe yeah Not, and you know. I mean it's like she sees Bella who's a human has has her father has her mother has 
the ability to grow old and have a family and experience life. And it's like, she sees that and she sees that Bella is willing to give it all away for Edward. And I mean, I gotta say, I kind of agree because I mean, I know I wouldn't give anything up for a man. <laughs> so Rose is like, don't you dare. And I mean, Rose of a vampire. I, well, I think I said this in the podcast before. I really love vampires. Like that's just like, I just like them. I think if I found a vampire and he was like, I'm going to, I want to turn you into a vampire. Please come run away with me. I'd be like, okay, goodbye. I mean, yeah. I, mean I probably would do the same with a superhero. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, but it's like, she sees that Bella has all these opportunities that she no longer can have. And it just pokes a nerve in her heart. Like, yeah. Why? Yeah. Basically she's you like, know- well, so What's that? say what you gotta say what you want and then i gotta say something. but but that that that's rosalie's like the, the tragic backstory you know is that like she was she felt like she was robbed of her human experience which you know she was but i think rosalie would have rathered have this sounds terrible but rosalie would have rather had died in yeah. that alley than to have been a vampire for the rest of her life yeah and never be able to experience because if, if even if you think about the time that she's from like there that that was like the, it like that was what you wanted you wanted to find a rich man to marry have a baby have babies and grow old with that man and yeah. have be, grand, taken like, care of. be taken care of yeah like be a wife be a mother and she yeah. she you know she didn't get to have that yeah it's kind of funny because I okay within the past couple months you know with Twilight being on Netflix and all that a lot of people have been watching the movie and like some people have been watching it for the first time and they're like Mm -hmm. like I watch people watching movies for the first time like Mm -hmm. to watch their reactions and I noticed a lot of them were doing Twilight and it's always kind of like the moment they get to Rosalie's story in Eclipse it's like they're all they're like wow I used to not like her but now she's my freaking favorite character and I'm Mm -hmm. like yep that's that's where it is literally that's that's literally I mean that's her turning point I guess for people to be like oh like maybe she's not like terrible after all but like that's terrible for her to have that I think if they made it more like her being cautious but and especially in midnight sun where you think that we would see change but in midnight sun i feel like it makes rosalie worse because we in in twilight we just saw like in the books from bella's we just saw twilight from bella and how rosalie you know kind of how she was kind of scared of rosalie but in midnight sun it's worse because she literally like does not talk to edward like hate like literally hates him says she's gonna destroy his cars like she it's like she's like whining is what it seems like yeah. in midnight sun yeah it made me almost rethink of my life for rosalie but then i remembered wait a minute this is twilight we haven't sh- seen her character development through edward's point of view yet yeah so and i i do really love that that at least you know rosalie you know has I guess get some relief in some way, shape, or form when Renesme comes and she's kind of like, you know, okay with everything. She gets to take care of Renesme and, and help Bella with that. But also, like, I love that her Emmett just like, although this is not the life that she wanted, because she even says, like, I will never be able to 
sit on a porch with Emmett and watch her. I can't deal with that. I can't deal with that. I can't deal with that. that. Uh, I saw I saw on Tumblr a headcanon that somebody wrote. It was like, what if Emmett saved Rosalie? Um and all that. Or it was like, what if Emmett was the one that found Rosalie and like took her to the hospital and like Carlisle never came and um saved. And then it just showed it was just like a headcan someone wrote of like, oh, what if this life that happened between them? And it I was crying by the end of it because it was all like right then and there, like they fell in love after he took her to the hospital so she could be taken care of. And she's like, Wait, please don't leave me. Like, stay here. Well, see, and I think also like they were around this, like they Emmett got turned shortly after Rosalie got turned. It wasn't a long span of time. You know, yeah, like it wasn't. It was, so it was it's definitely plausible. Definitely something that could, that would. And then I feel like Emmett would have killed. What's his face? <laughs> Royce. Like, yeah, he would have killed Royce all anyways. Um, But yeah, so I'm like. I, I that makes me hurt for sure but hurt for her like you know, that she can't have what she wants but yeah. it also like I think it it helps me to know that like Emmett is really like like her person and it just like although she hates like being immortal she has like that little like Emmett help like because Emmett is one of the characters in the thing doesn't really have a tragic back he has a family mother sisters brothers his, his homie own, got he, mauled by a bear he just got yeah literally that's it and he got mauled by a bear and he embraced vampire life immediately yeah and i think that that helps rosalie because he's just like a like go with the flow type kind of guy and i think rosalie needs that oh, and the fact that stephanie meyer or their publisher cut out the one scene in twilight from the publishing print where it was like Emmett was telling Bella his backstory, like what happened with him. And he's like, I just remember waking up and I just saw this beautiful angel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah! I love that. We'll see. Okay. So then if we move away from the Cullens, which is really all, I think we've talked about all of the female Cullens. Um, and we can kind of move to uh, Leah a little bit. So Leah is one of the characters that everyone I think has agreement that Stephanie Meyer, like aside from Rosalie, Stephanie Meyer has done Leah like dirty. Very. So dirty. Like she is just like she just, you know, it's like when it's like like when you kick someone when they're already down. She just does it over and over and over and over again. Let's start off with the fact that she made Leah Sam's previous love interest knowing and then put them that they're distantly related like they're second or third cousins yeah and And I don't just like I I I don't know if if I don't like to I so I can't judge that all the way only because we don't know if that is something that happens in very like in a small community like that but maybe something that happens I mean true so I don't, um, I don't I just like when I saw that I was like wait a minute they're like related. Yeah. So that then you know I think all would have been fine maybe if she had just like she could have just made Sam imprint on Leah. Exactly. 
Exactly. Why why did he not imprint on Leah? Why did she Because that's the thing. Sam went away when he phased. He like left the tribe so he can like figure this out. Mm. And then, then he comes back and that's when he imprints on Emily and it's just like why why yeah that's literally like the downfall of leah from there is like (laughs) he imprints on leah's cousin of all people of all people leah's cousin so now leah's mad because of that you know she's like hates sam whatever whatever then we don't really hear a lot about leah until new moon or no eclipse eclipse yeah we yeah and they met so, you know they switched it up because then it's like we know from reading the books what really happened with harry clearwater and how he mm-hmm. passed but then they switched it and i'm just like oh my gosh you really did my girl wrong yeah and i think in both ways it's just terrible but either way her dad dies but basically in the books what happens is that leah ends up phasing in front of her dad it scares the living crap out of him it scares him to death it literally literally scares him to a heart attack yeah he had a heart attack because leah phased in front of him and so she killed her dad (laughs) that was was diabolical on that sounds so bad when you think about it (laughs) that was so horrible so now so now leah who just killed her dad. Yeah. And whose little brother is also now phasing. Is now in the same pack. And has to be. And has to answer to her ex-boyfriend. Who, bro- who broke up with her because he phased on her cousin. Yeah. And she hears him in it. And she hears all his thoughts. Ah! And. <laughs> On top of that, the phasing stopped her period. So she mm-hmm. doesn't even know if she's allowed to have kids. And she doesn't know if she can imprint. So that I ha- we've already talked about this in previous, like in, right in the beginning of our podcast. I remember we talked about this because we're talking yeah. about sh- like hybrids. And it's like, what if Leah, because you know, I ship her, I kind of ship her with Felix. And it's like, yeah. what if? But it's like, we don't even know if she can imprint. Yeah. I, which I think, so I wouldn't be so mad if she couldn't imprint, if she could still have babies. Yeah. But if she can't have babies and she can't imprint, it's almost maybe the perfect opportunity for her. She's already breaking away from Sam's pack to maybe adventure off and fall in love like elsewhere. She can almost lead a normal life. But then you have the issue that she can't have babies. But that, that's kind of like the perfect segue into her finding a vampire boyfriend. Or she's gay. <laughs> or that she's gay, exactly. Yeah. One of the two. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, either or. But hey, one, it's like the perfect segue for one of either of those things to happen. It's tragic for her, but there should be no reason that she cannot imprint because the imprinting is, well, no, there you go. That's, yeah. that, that's what it was because 
imprinting is so that they can you know make the 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 babies and like you know for the future of the tribe and make the tribe stronger the illustrated guide literally has imprinting with the imprinter being a he and the imprintee being a she like the wolf has no choice but to protect her and i'm like okay well are you establishing this is what this is what i was gonna say was that since maybe she cannot imprint and it's like official it just like unsaid because if she does not get a period she can have babies therefore she cannot continue the future of the tribe therefore she cannot imprint yeah so at this point i think what stephanie meyer needs to do is establish these two things maybe in a better she, way in a better way like make it more clear either you know if she can't if she can like make it clear whether or not she can get pregnant or not i assume if it says that she cannot if she does not get her period it's probably assumed that she cannot get pregnant yeah and if she cannot get pregnant then she cannot imprint because that is what imprinting is for and so for all those people out there that say that jacob and renesme are an innocent couple no because imprinting in the illustrated guide literally says that it's to make babies basically when you read yeah when you read between the words read between the lines it's what it is for so they they've established it in a romantic light and that's what makes it gross yeah exactly the the course it's taking is not platonic if it was taking a more platonic course then by all means yeah we would all be okay with it because they could be like platonic soulmates but then jacob can go be happy with someone his age renesme Mm -hmm. can find someone in the future when she's of age I think I th- I really think that Renesme is going to find someone of her own age or whatever age. I'm saying age because it could be a vampire, whatever. Um, yeah. But I think I honestly think that Jacob is going to be friend zoned again. Yeah, and that's kind of horrible. But at the same time, it's. Oh, you know. Oh, going back to Leah, you know who this ship came up to me. And low-key, I kind of wish we saw it because they're around the same age. And it could have, if like, if we were going to give Leah a vampire boyfriend, Mm -hmm. what if, what if somehow Riley survived and those two hit it off? I could see that. Like he's from Forks. They're around the same age. Mm -hmm. It would have he would have been you know upset being betrayed by Victoria if they if he somehow survived and decided I want a different path like I wish I kind of ship Leah with Riley if not with Felix or she's gay that's also I want her with a girl also yeah I I want her I think it'd be interesting for her to be with a Voltor member I think it'd also be interesting if what if what if for Leah's future she could turn into a villain. I actually, I mean, that's just gonna set my bi panic off. <laughs> it, it, first of all, I think Stephanie Meyer set it up that well, we see how she has the females in the in the books. You know, she doesn't really portray them in the best light. What if she, you know, Leah band together with that? What's his name? The creepy guy from Brie Tanner, Fred. What if she? What if she? Uh, teamed up with freaky fred and became a villain 
I would say karma on Sam. Be yeah. Ready. Oh my God. Imagine if <laughs> Leah killed Sam. <gasps> That'd be so juicy. That'd be kind Stephanie. of iconic. Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Leah, I think, is by far done like the most dirty in this entire thing. And then it's like she's also by- portrayed to be upset, like pissed off with Bella because she sees how bella is stringing jacob along while knowing she's going to be with edward and she just feels like that's what's going on with me because it's like with sam and and emily yeah basically Uh, but so then i that's what that was i was going to talk about emily next because although emily doesn't really have you know her backstory i guess it's maybe like a little it's not like tragic it's traumatizing i think it's but basically, you know, she got with her cousin's boyfriend. <laughs> and then I think she, was, like, she wasn't happy about it at first. Yeah, but then she embraced it with open arms and became yeah. the wolf girl as we know her. <laughs> but I think yeah. uh, I, I don't know what the situation was, but apparently I think her and Sam, like Sam, lost control of his anger. Oh, it was they were discussing about Emily had found out about the imprint and how he broke Leah's heart and she was upset with him. And so he got angry. Got very angry. And phased and and scratched her face. Which is like, is that domestic abuse? I think so. He really, Stephanie might really put a morally, a really gray area with this, but I right because even like jacob says in new moon like i can never lose control with you or some bullshit like that and he yeah. says something like that and bella's like it's okay you won't or some i don't know maybe that maybe she tells she tells that to both edward and jacob just in different forms different yeah. ways like Ed, jacob says something like i don't want to hurt you or i don't know the whichever like Edward and Jacob are basically the same person, just different fonts. Yeah. Like, they're the same person. Different fonts, literally. Jacob is, like, the font that's, like, really, like, like thick, you know, like, big, like, it's the chunky font. Like, that one, that's Jacob. And then Edward is, like, the really, like, nice and fancy. So, like, basically is what, what it is, is that all of Jacob's flaws are, like, grabbed and fucking like thrown at Bella but all of Edwards are like wrapped in a pretty bow and like given to her as a present literally you know? <laughs> literally what like, it oh is my, like oh my god he's stalking me and watching me sleep how romantic Jacob makes one little comment about how <laughs> this that and the other and like stop it you're trying to control it yeah literally I'm like imagine if imagine if Bella had found out that Jacob was sneaking into her room and watching her sleep every night i think she would probably kick his ass <laughs> she would literally she would i mean, I mean did but- she say like b- before jacob phased and he you know gained like 200 pounds of muscle weren't mm-hmm. they like the same height and like kind of thing like bella felt confident she could take him in a a fight yeah basically yeah <laughs> so like literally that's what it is it's just like the same person same pro and I've said this before in a previous episode that I literally think that the the tri- the Quileute tribe or like the wolf pack and the Cullens kind of like mirror each other. 
yeah you know basically with jacob is edward edward is jacob you have um paul is emmett paul is emmett sam i think sam would be carlisle in this in this situation alice is literally seth seth and alice literally them um kiowa kiowa's character would be i don't know i would say i would say embry is like jasper jasper reserved yeah quiet yeah and then emily would be um esme mm -hmm. literally 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 the same thing i'm like hello great yeah. great 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 thinking on your part stephanie meyer <laughs> oh, and if you think about yeah. it basically i mean like the two i mean and their their stories don't exactly reflect but they are very similar and it's like i wonder like could she not have thought about any other backstory for any of the female characters besides abuse and the r word and unaliving themselves and depression and like i'm like <laughs> Come on. I mean, literally, and if I mean, if you also, it, it doesn't stop there with the Cullen, with like the Cullens and Leah. You got Jane from the Volturi, mm-hmm. who was burnt at the stake at twelve years old, and I think even her, it's written that her father was abusive, and they yeah. were bullied and ostracized by the town because her and Alec were twins, and that was seen as. Un, like witch natural yeah. yeah yeah and and see that one see if let's say that there was very few of these like very tragic backstories to the women i'd kind of slip it as being like historically accurate one of those yeah. types of things but the fact that there's like that one and then this one and 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 this one and, this one, and like the list goes on and on i feel like is like the scary part renee i'm renee sucks ass like we've Renee's- established Renee's terrible, but like the same thing. Like, why couldn't then- like why couldn't have Bella had like a supportive mother <laughs> who like let her go and like you know didn't move a, like too far away or I don't know, like just little things in this. Yeah. The the women of Twilight need justice yeah and i think that stephanie you got ha- victoria mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten into victoria and like no. her freaking backstory she literally runs just- the yeah she's literally like a villain for three movies basically yeah she does Mar- she says literally nothing in the first like we didn't even hear her speak until eclipse in the books mm-hmm. and we didn't know much about her but it's like we'll see okay out- so then in, in Twilight in Midnight Sun, we learn that Victoria is a little bit more submissive than she's portrayed as in the movie. Like in the movie, she's kind of portrayed very like, like, like bad. Yeah, bad. But in there, it's kind of, she's kind of like a little more timid, I think. Yeah, and in, yeah, in, in I think Midnight Sun. Because mm-hmm. like Victoria was the daughter of a wealthy kind of man in the you know like 1500s but she was his illegitimate daughter with a with a maid and then she became Mm -hmm. a maid and then it's like he abused her and she had to like 
the reason why she's so good at like escaping and like pawing off threats was when she had to like you know protect herself back then well see and and so then literally yeah that's why it's like it's like in the in the midnight sun we learned that she's more cautious of like when confronting them at the baseball scene i think even at some point she says like let's go there's too many of them but james is like i don't give a fuck you know <laughs> freaking james yeah yeah i think it's like because i think it's and it, it makes me wonder like because james tracked victoria Mm-hmm. And then it's like, then he stopped tracking her because he found her intriguing. And then that's when she kind of let her guard down because it's like his confidence and all that is what attracted her to him. And I'm just so like, girl, if your literal gift is self-preservation, wouldn't you be able to tell if he's going to be your downfall? Which he literally mm-hmm. was. Yeah. He died because he he went, he like, you know, was overconfident. And then she spent two movies trying to get back at them. Mm-hmm. Like, girl he did it to himself yeah basically i mean if he and maybe but maybe it was more of like she wasn't mad that james got killed but was more mad that james did not find her interesting anymore that is kind of true she probably was jealous of bella that he caught her eye because Mm -hmm. it was the same with alice yeah i mean it makes you wonder, like, would if Victoria was a human when he started tracking her, would it have went the same? Because mm-hmm. Victoria was already, like, you know, changed when he started tracking her. Because he was yeah. just all like, how is she getting away from me? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then, well, and then we have the, like, to me, like, the most, like, like, the worst backstory of all which also hurts Marcus, is Diddy Me. I'm so upset by that. She she didn't even see it coming. She, she didn't. Basically, for those of you that, I think we talked about it in a previous episode, but if you didn't listen, um, Aro has a sister, had a sister named Diddy Me, um, who was also a vampire. You know, Aro got turned, got turned and like his whole family was basically... Is what Aros, it seemed like what he did. And her gift was to, I think, invoke happiness. Yeah. So she kind made people of, around her happy. Yeah. Like, that's so sweet. And imagine because, like, Marcus is so depressed. And it's probably because, like, when he was around her, he was just always happy. And, like, yeah. and then she died. And then he's not happy anymore. Don't kill me. Oh, my God. That's so sad. I just. It blows my mind that Aro, when he found out Marcus and his sister wanted to leave, he killed his sister. His and own not Marcus. Blood. Exactly, he killed his own blood. I'm like, Marcus. what is what is Marcus? I I don't. I look. I love my unproblematic king, Marcus, but what does he bring to the Let's table? Bond. Huh? Now, what what did you say? It was Marcus can like, you know, tell bonds. So it's like he can tell if someone is truly loyal to someone. Oh, yeah. And that's why Marcus was more valuable get in like gift wise and giving our power. He chose Dang. power over blood. Yeah. So basically, for those of you that maybe are a little confused, Marcus and, and Jamie were in love. They were happy and together and, you know, just the cutest. 
and they wanted to leave the Volturi and go get married and live together somewhere forever and travel the world or do whatever they their happy little hearts wanted to do and uh Ariel did not want to see Marcus um leave because he needed his power so he killed Didini his sister and uses one of the Volturi members I don't remember which one is it um what's their name yeah to con their power is to like can like she can like influence bonds so yeah so yeah so marcus can sense bonds but this person uh can 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 influence them so basically you know um aro told marcus that she died right or or something like that yeah he yeah he said that didamit he said that i think didamit was killed in an attack yeah and uh and you know and then i think marcus also wanted to probably die after that too i would imagine and then but they used that person for their power and influenced him to want to stay there and be loyal to aro and the voltori yeah Yeah. we don't know and like she's the only one who we know that much about we don't know much about sulpicia and athena dora however they become gatekeep gaslight girl what is it girl is it gatekeep or gaslight first they become they become gaslight gatekeep girl boss in life and death Mm -hmm. when we find out that in in life and death which is the if y'all are new here don't know life and death is the gender bend version of twilight Mm -hmm. um they (laughs) so hesia got found melly melee who can like transfer powers and stole Aro's gift and then she and Athena Dora ruled, ruled the Volturi while they killed the others which is like good for them good for them <laughs> honestly so. I kind of want Stephanie to go that route in the upcoming books like come on you did it in life and death like why can't this be canon also I want to say that in life and death I feel like the backstories since they're kind of twisted a little bit because they're gender bent make it seem less worse yeah yeah because it's all like rosalie was royal and royal was killed by um the lover of his fiance and then no archie still had archie still had archie yeah alice alice's backstory is still terrible there but Archie's Same amazing. I love Archie. Yeah. I love her. And then Ernest, who was Esme, it was changed that, which honestly kind of sucked because it's like Ernest's daughter was actually like older mm-hmm. than what Esme's son was. Like he said that his daughter was, I think, like three, four years old when she died. You know, whenever I whenever I was reading Life and Death, I couldn't get past um I couldn't get past the fact that Carlisle was a female and that, and that, uh, I can't even, I don't even remember. And that Esme's character was a male. So the way that I kept imagining them was that. Oh God. Carlisle's character, which is what, Car- what's the name? In like Corinne. Corinne was this like, so- <laughs> was it Peter Fashionelli with long blonde hair? No, to me, 
I imagine them as a gay couple. Corinne and 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 what's his face? And Ernest. And Ernest. Like that's just how I kept them. I could not imagine them any other way. Because Oh my gosh. You I don't... Keep talking. No, I was just saying that that's just the, that's just how I saw them. I saw them as like a gay couple that were just like in love. Oh, uh, I the way I um pictured Corinne was I kept envisioning um hold on, I'm trying to that's a better okay that's a better picture um do you know who have you ever seen Gone Girl maybe turn your brightness down oh yeah have you ever seen Gone Girl yeah 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 I kept picturing her because she's British and you know Carlisle is British so Corinne would have been British I that's who I kept picturing as Corinne you know what I think Corinne definitely pegs Ernest I'm gonna put it out there oh for sure for sure for sure thousand percent it has to have like it's just I I mean that I mean definitely pegs and Corinne is a top yeah a hundred percent People, but, I actually, yeah, I mean, I kept picturing Corinne, that Rosamund Pike, but also with Elizabeth Reeser's Esme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was hard for me to disconnect that, that pairing. All the other ones I think were fine. I love Archie so much. Oh my God. This is who I pictured as Art. Have you, do you know who Colby Brock is? It sounds familiar. Um, he's a YouTuber who does like a lot of exploring videos. Um, oh no no no! I I will tell you who I imagined for. This is who I ima- This is who I imagined as. Oh, Archie. I love that. Let me okay. Let me find the guy that I imagined for him. Like oh, he's he's exactly who I, with, just with the bus cut kind of or with shorter hair. Let me show you if I can. I don't even know his name. But when I was reading it, this is who I imagine. I'm trying to think of what movie he comes out in. Oh my gosh, I can't even think about it. I have to find it. Hold on. If not, it's going to be stuck with me forever. I'm not going to be able to figure it out. What movie was he in? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna lose it. You know who I pictured as Jessamine? Whom? Recently, as I reread, when I reread Life and Death, I piss. I pictured Jessamine as the Victoria Peretti, who played Nell in Hansina of Hill House. Oh, I love that. I like that one. Like okay. this is okay. I figured it out, and I'm gonna show you and maybe you're gonna be like oh my gosh I see it but whenever I thought about Archie I always imagined Ezra Miller but with- <laughs> yes okay yes I love him well I mm-hmm. love them sorry oops them yes yeah I love them I can I- picture I can picture them as um Archie yeah, that's that's who I imagined the entire time. And 
mainly for and mainly because of their role in uh in Fantastic Beasts. Yes, because they had they had like the little bowl cut, and if if Archie didn't have you know a buzz cut, I could imagine Archie having like a very fashionable bowl bowl cut, like something that works, you know. Yeah, and like Ezra Miller has that personality. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially oh my god, I love them in. Perks of Being a Wallflower. That's exactly that's the movie I was thinking about too. And I was like, what movie were they in? That was it. I mean, Ugh. now they they're mostly known now as Credence from Fantastic Beasts and also Flash from yeah. Justice League. But I just think of their character from Perks of Being a Wallflower. That's the personality they would do with Archie. Yeah, that's who I imagined for it. And I was just that's that was stuck in my head the whole time. Oh. I might start picturing them as Archie now instead of Colby. Probably I'll be, sometimes whenever I'm green, I switch my face claims. So I'm just going to picture half of them, half of Colby. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a fan edit of the Twilight poster, but of for life and death and do the characters that I think that I see in that role. Oh my God. Who did I picture as um, Bo? I... See, it kind of switched. I think now I see Finn Wolford, but with <gasps> I has I that or Noah. What's his name? Noah. Sin. No, is it Noah Miller or Noah Snap? Oh. Okay. Yeah, I also picture. Um. Oh my god. Like god, to, to, that looks like a little like a bow. But you know why I think of bow like that because there's an account on instagram called bow forks swan or bow fork swan and they look like noah snap look oh my gosh that's bow and it that's and they they're a bow cosplay account oh my god and it's he's like perfect this is all this is um corbin from why don't we I've pictured him. He's got blue eyes, but with the flash, um, mm. it doesn't look like that. But he, yeah, he who is who I've been using. Oh, as yeah, I forgot because Bo has blue like, eyes. Yeah. So that um, he's who I've been picturing as the claim for Bo recently. I can see that. Or, um, or I just do like young Sebastian Stan. Oh, that man. <laughs> I can't deal with him. He's too much for me. He's just so beautiful. Um, that is it, guys. Oh my goodness. Well, I think we touched on a lot of topics. What is the final consensus about Stephanie Meyer and the women of Twilight? One, we know that they need the women of Twilight need justice. Um, my final thoughts are I would not trust Stephanie to write me as a character. <laughs> oh yeah, no. <laughs> um, I I mean I definitely now it probably could just be she based it she based the personalities off of real life people she knew, mm -hmm. but I just think that with all of them, I don't know. I mean it's kind of like that thing where 
you know, it's like if everyone doesn't like you, is that their problem or is it yours? So it's yeah. kind of just like, why is that every female character that you know you've written that you've written besides like a handful don't like Bella? Yeah, Bella's mom doesn't even like Bella. <laughs> that is foul but it's true it's true um i think my final consensus is that stephanie meyer did the women of twilight very dirty and i think it would not be a surprise if it was like like based on real life people because she did name you know some of the characters after her family members so like maybe you know there was like a bitchy person or two that she met at school but i don't know about the rest yeah that's a little concerning (laughs) i just i mean i am there there's one thing about rosalie's draft story it's like i understand probably the way the i know i understand the reason why she had the backstory she did was to kind of explain her bitter personality but at the same time I'm kind of like why did you take it from one extent first you had it it's like first you had her gang art and then you had her beaten to death it's mm-hmm. like why did you why you took it to a whole nother level yeah I think that's the thing <laughs> it's like you know she she goes and this is the thing for all her characters even Jasper she takes it to like one extreme and it's like whoa like that's that's fucking crazy. Oh and my then, god! It's like it's like that TikTok where like slice a pie. Definitely. Oh, so- <laughs> Stop it! Oh my god, that's like with Leah. It's like oh, dude, oh that's god, enough. Leah, that's the whole freaking carton. <laughs> that's like throwing pies in her face. That's literally she's like takes it to one, and you're like, okay, like that's a little fucked up, and then she goes like boom, and you're like. Oh my god, why did you just do that? Stephanie Jesus. Oh lord. So more of the story, guys. Stephanie Meyer, I guess, just does not know how to write women. (laughs) No, yeah. And you feel like it would be the opposite. She is a woman. Yeah. Wow. I just and it's just it's kind of funny you know I just finished a trilogy today I finished the Renegades trilogy which kind of has just I I I need more of that but it's like I'm looking at the female characters in that story that are just oh my god and it's like comparing them to the care the female characters of Twilight I'm just like wow this is the differences I could go into would take a whole episode because I'm like, this is how you write a morally gray character with a traumatized backstory, but it's developed and it works. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, guys, let us know what you think. Do you think that Stephanie Meyer did the women of Twilight wrong? Um, which your answer should be yes. Just tell us, just, give, yeah. just give us your opinion on this whole a little topic that we have here for you um if you you go over to our social medias to follow us i think um 
we are we think we've reached our goal for the end of the year at least we had planned on having uh our goal was 100 followers um on our youtube for the end of the year and we're at 101 so thank you um so let's make it 150 maybe i don't know that'd be amazing um go follow us on youtube subscribe to us on youtube um also let me and go follow us on our um on our spotify account also we have 91 followers so i think that it's very possible to do um 100 by the end of the year and then we are at at 700 streams um almost 200 listeners and we're at almost a thousand starts so and we're almost to a thousand on tiktok yeah so go follow us on instagram tiktok subscribe to us on youtube follow us on spotify um at all the places you guys um can possibly follow us please go do that yeah. because we love you guys so much and we want to support and we also we took a little bit of a pause on it but hopefully um by christmas well i go on christmas break soon in three weeks so um the goal for the new year is to put out merch next year that's our new year goal is to put out merch i don't care yes. if, i don't care if five people buy it it's we love all five of you wholeheartedly that's you know um, I yeah. think that, I think for sure that this has always never really been about like us having you know tons of followers or anything like that. As much as it, it's probably it's literally just us to have an outlet talking. to talk about yeah talking about Twilight. Yeah. So it's just to talk about Twilight, give our opinions, and you know all that just, jazz. Um. So if you're new here, if you're new, make sure you listen to all our other episodes there's 30 so there's quite a bit you can follow up yeah is this 31 this one is 31 right yep and also um raven and i went to forever twilight and forks this year and our blogs are up on the youtube yeah so my re has those. lots of vlogs on them i have one because <laughs> i i mean it's mostly see my ftf one is strictly my snapchat stories yeah. it's so bad <laughs> mine oh mine God. is just a lot of clips without context um i have a clip that did not make the cut but me I'm like if we if we end up starting a patreon next year i will put this unforeseen patreon clip uh or oh maybe this my God. clip it's basically the clip of me drunk at ftf at the at the fandom party oh my you put the one clip in and like you said hey guys and i you, you can hear my fucking laughter in the background and yeah. i was just like you put it i was like my laugh is so loud and obnoxious. I can't. And I heard that in the video. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I was, I was very, there's a lot more to that clip, but I was like, oh no, I can't add that in. So I, I took I, that. Re- I really wish I had gotten you when you said bestie Jasper. I really wish I had gotten that. <laughs> oh yeah. Bestie Jasper. I love Jasper. 
Uh, well, the 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 Olympic coven Jasper cosplayer. He's amazing. Yeah. He's great. He's iconic. Um. Yeah. He like bring. He like. Uh. He's like the total opposite of what Jasper is, but he's amazing. I love him so much. Um. But yeah, I think that's it. Go follow us on our personal uh TikToks at Life Size Coraline and at Raven and Woods on TikTok. I am now Raven. I'm still Raven and Woods on Instagram and Life Size Coraline on tic- on Instagram also. So go follow us. Um, stay to stay updated with us. Also, um, I will be going to uh, the Pacific Northwest again in June, and I hope to record more of that. Maybe do a, an actual vlog this time for that event because it'll be a bigger trip. So if you guys want to see some of that twilight related stuff then just go follow me and we'll hopefully be back at ftf next year too so we hope if not then if not then hopefully we get to do something together sometime next year yeah i really hope hopefully i'm saving i'm saving money also it's the 10th anniversary of breaking down part two like we gotta get there i hope i hope for the 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 gala they do like like the Voltory, like Voltory versus like something else, so that you can like choose a side or what. I that'd be so cool. I got my Voltory necklace right there. I'm ready. I have one too, Sorry, and guys. I have I have my red contacts too, and I have the cape. I'm st- ready. Are we still gonna do the one thing we kind of planned for FTF 2022? Siobhan and Maggie. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. My hair's getting longer so I can easily get it permed if so I have to. My goal is that I'm gonna well pretty soon here I'm gonna I'm gonna take away the blonde and make all my hair one color. Um because I think when I had re-dyed the these bits in the front back to like my normal hair color, I got like a too light of a brown. So I need a darker brown or like a almost blackish color. But I don't mm-hmm. want to do it with box dye. Like I'm gonna get it with the toner and the or the dye and the developer and all that stuff, so it's done correctly. But um, yeah. But um, I'm hoping that by next FTF, my hair, because Shovan has really long hair, so I I don't want to touch it. But but if it's not long enough, I'll have to get a wig. But if it is, I want to like go ginger if you need wig recommendations i got my red wig on etsy and it's like my red wig kind of looks pretty real from a distance and Mm -hmm. it feels nice so i can like send you the shop that i got it from on etsy and it wasn't like i got that wig for like 35 dollars yeah i just need to find something that chauvin i need to try to find her screen accurate worn thing because that'd be really cool or just wear something similar but i want to be like a modern version of siobhan you know and i think definitely like siobhan would be that person to wear like you know we saw how in breaking on part two she wore like that like long kind of almost like shirt dress and then she wore Mm -hmm. like pants yeah yeah that um so yeah we'll figure that out we have lots to plan then lots to do but and we hope that you guys will be here with us along the way so we will see you next time we gotta go it's a sunday 
got work tomorrow it's midnight uh, almost for me oh yeah it's just about to be 11 for me so we both need to go to sleep and we will see you guys next time whenever Bye. that may be hopefully in a week yeah. hopefully yeah like a week Hopefully. Okay. We'll see you guys later. Bye.